0: Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello, and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners podcast, brought to you by Positive Approach to Care and the PAC Annual Conference. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, along with Tipa Snow. And Tipa, I was recently reminded of Monty Python's famous line I'm not dead yet. I'm sure you remember that. (laughs) So, just to be clear, a diagnosis of dementia doesn't mean it's the end, right? Absolutely not. But it also doesn't necessarily mean that
1: you're at the very beginning. So it's tricky because, unfortunately, um, the way I see it, we're generally, for about 70% of everybody we run across, up to 80%, we're in the middle of the disease by the time we finally get it labeled of, well, it looks like it's a dementia. And that's like, whoa, we're in the middle of the disease? Uh Uh-huh. So we've missed of opportunities, but we're surely not at the end of this journey. And so, yeah, I, I am not, you, you have to say it just right, Greg, from what I, my mother, my really right? that, that was the, the, the grail, it was something about the grail.
0: How many, how many different types of dementia are there? Is, is that why people have a hard time sort of, if you've got the flu, you can take a temperature. If you've got the chicken chickenpox, you got marks. If you've got a cough, you, you chances are you got a cold. But this sounds a little bit overwhelming.
1: Yeah, well, it is lots of types. I mean, it can be, I mean, we currently, there's probably over 120 minimally that we we know about. Um, some of them are in groupings or families, and then you go down from there and figure out what's the specific one, and sometimes you're sure, not sure, and sometimes people can have more than one, so that, that complicates the thing. But the other thing that complicates dementia is that Um, At first, you're not going to see the symptoms all the time, only, only when things are really significantly stressful, different, um, overwhelming, Um, there's something else going on, and that's when they first pop up. So the initial symptoms can be mistaken as just being stressed out, just not getting enough sleep, just being ill with another health condition. And, and totally missing that wait There's more to it than that. So, you know, for instance, being in the hospital for a surgery and then having a really significant delirium um, that lasts a while and everybody expects you when you get back home, everything will clear up and maybe it just, but mm, what we know is that within five years, half of those people will have full-blown dementia symptoms. So... You know, this whole thing that it hides and it's tricky at first does make a difference. But, you know, we certainly are not at the end of the disease in in the vast majority of cases when we're first noticing something.
0: Now, you use two different terms there, early in the progression of the disease. And then there's another term that I've heard, which is early onset. Now, these aren't Mm. the same.
1: Yeah, no, which is one of the were reasons that we very early on, very early on, decided to to really go with the phrase that a lot of people go with, which is young onset dementia, because we're talking about the age at which the first symptoms were noticed. Young onset um, classically means younger than 65. Currently, we're looking and toying with the idea younger than 75 would be our measure for younger onset. But early signs, early state dementia, early stage dementia would mean that you're in the earliest part of your dementia regardless of how old you are. You could be 89 and be in early state of a dementia, of Alzheimer's, of L-A-T-E, um, of Bluey of body dementia. You're in the early state as opposed to early, middle, or later state, general general, global way of rating it, if
0: you would. Yeah. Now, if we were able to pop the top of our heads off and have a look, is is my brain actually physically changing with dementia, or is it just things aren't working on the inside?
1: Yeah, here's the deal. Um, it's both chemical and it's structural. There are structural changes. your your brain cells themselves are losing synaptic connections. they're they're shrivelling, they're shrinking, and ultimately they're dying. But they're also then being surrounded by, for some dementias, abnormal proteins. There are abnormal protein formations that used to not form the way they're forming now, and so the brain cells are getting sick and they're not working as well and they're shriveling and shrinking and dying. and And you don't get rid of them, but their ability to send messages while they're sick but not dead is also having an impact. And then as that cell dies the condition then starts spreading through the brain. And that's this cascade event, that it starts in a couple areas and then spreads itself into other areas and and keeps spreading and spreading and spreading until so much of your brain has been damaged that your brain isn't able to run you chemically or structurally, because the structures are, are literally disappearing on you. Um, they're there, but they're dead and they're not working and they've shriveled and shrunken, And so your brain literally shrinks down. The lobes of your brain, the, the blood vessels in those lobes are also gonna be impacted because the tissue that they supply isn't there anymore and isn't working anymore in the way it did.
0: There's a There's a term I've heard used, and it's dreary to just the sound of it, comorbidities. What does that mean in relation to dementia?
1: Oh, I'm chuckling because, you know, don't we love to medicalize things? So in addition to having dementia, what it means is many people who are developing dementia, they have other chronic health issues. So things that increase your risk of getting dementia, but the things that if you have dementia also are ugh, high risk categories. So for instance, diabetes is one. Hypertension would be one. Uh, Parkinson's disease would be another. Arthritis, uh, cataracts. so you have comorbidities, things that when you, depression, anxiety, when you add these things on top of your dementia, it makes you more at risk for death or for worsening of your health condition and your life. Because when you add one and you've got diabetes and now I have hypertension and now I've had, I have a stroke and I've recovered from the stroke, but now on top of that, my arthritis is getting really bad. And you, You see how they pile on there, Greg? Sort of like
0: strike four, strike five.
1: (laughs) Like you're thinking, enough, enough. You know, but, you know, and so as someone who cares a lot about other human beings, recognizing, okay, so, mm, hey, Greg, um, you're having some brain changes. I'm wondering whether um, we should have that whole box of Oreos or or you know, chips, ahoy, or whatever cookies sitting out on the counter for you. Or we should maybe put out some, uh, oh, some fresh peaches, you know, a fresh peach or so, or maybe, maybe some fruit or some, you know, things that might be a little less glucose oriented for you.
0: So it's a rethink for the whole, the -hmm. whole future. It's not just how it used to be. It's planning ahead. It's, you know, it's a challenge for everybody involved.
1: I'm not dead yet, you know. <laughs> so, yes, I want some pleasure in staying alive and being alive. But maybe looking at how we make me comfortable, how you're comfortable or uncomfortable. How can we live a life that has some comforts in it and yet gives us enough challenge that we know we're still alive? Um, just thinking
0: we, we've we've covered a broad array of topics here today. If if somebody is listening to this going, gee, I'd really like to follow up on that one particular point. Is is there information they can look up? Can I talk to somebody? I mean, how do I follow this up?
1: Yeah, I would say your first bet is probably to follow it up with a conversation or an email um, at info at com or consults at com or give us a phone call because I think, or do it live with chat online, because I think the first thing we want to find out is what about what we talked about got you interested, because there are so many different directions your brain might be going uh, from, what do you mean, young onset? What do you mean, early state? What are you talking about? Even when I said uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, maybe your brain went, what is that? So there's so many possibilities, um, maybe getting connected first, so you can figure out um, what it is you're interested in, so we can make sure we match you up with the right
0: resources that we have. Tipa, thank you very much. Thank you, Greg. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Positive Approach to Care 2022 Annual Conference. PAC promotes function, use it or lose it. November 13th to 15th in North Carolina. You can attend virtually or in person to learn practical care skills that work. For more information, click on Events, then pack conference at our homepage at tipasnow.com.